Good morning, friends, my beloved. In the name of Jesus, I greet you. I thank God for this morning. And I want us to quickly turn to the word of the Lord um, in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. The gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Um, I read in the King James Version, it goes, it reads something, it reads like this. Therefore, I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Let's pray. Oh God, we thank you this morning in the name of Jesus for your goodness, for your greatness, for your beauty, for your grace. We thank Heavenly Father that you woke us up this morning. We thank you for today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be happy in it. Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray blessings over your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your word touches us that it roots us and establishes us and grow us. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. So, Banabitsu, I want to talk to you very quickly about five things the Bible says we should not worry about. Five things the Bible says we should not worry about. Matthew chapter 6 is smack bang in the middle of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is this wonderful and very powerful teaching that Jesus gave uh, that started from chapter 5 all the way to chapter 7. The Sermon on the Mount teaches very, very important and fundamental maybe what I would call foundational principles of the kingdom of God. Jesus comes in and he says, I'm going to introduce the kingdom of God. And listen up, this this kingdom is based on the following principles. So he teaches a range of new ways of looking at life. Basically, he's teaching a a new worldview, if if you like. I mean, he he, he talks about the beautitudes, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall see God. He he teaches about us being salt and light of the world. He teaches about righteousness. He teaches about anger. He teaches about adultery and divorce. He teaches about um, uh, oaths and, and retaliation. He teaches about giving alms to the poor and how you should do it. You know, teaches about prayer and fasting. He teaches about possessions. He teaches about judging others and we ourselves being being judged. He, he teaches about a range of things, many of which are new to the listener. And the Bible says in the last verse of, of the Sermon on the Mount, it's in, in verse uh, 7, and it says, when Jesus was done uh, uh, teaching, uh, the Bible says they were amazed, for he taught them as one having authority, not as not like a normal scribe. The Bible says people were so amazed at what he was teaching, and and they found the ways 
carried a lot of smicha, a lot of authority, a lot of weight, a lot of significance. It's a wonderful uh, teaching. It's, it's beautiful in, uh, on, on so many levels. Now, where we have just read, we have read in chapter 6, where Jesus teaches that actually we should not be overly concerned. And I think if there was a time the world needed a scripture, uh, this is a scripture and this is a time. You know, the world is worried. There is anxiety all around over a whole range of issues. Uh, chief among is this COVID-19. Remember, COVID-19 has engulfed the whole world. You know, the, the, the SARS virus engulfed China and, and parts of Asia and the MERS engulfed the Middle East, uh, Ebola engulfed Africa. But COVID-19 has engulfed the entire globe, the entire world. And there is big, big concern. Bankers are worried, retailers are worried, people are worried, academics are worried, teachers are worried, students are worried. Uh, in fact, some people want to write off 2020 as a year that never really existed. And, 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 and this morning, I'm here to tell you that in the midst of all that, the Bible teaches us not to be worried. The Bible teaches us not to be anxious. The Bible teaches us not to be unnecessarily anxious. Now, the King James Version uses the word take no thought of. Uh, taking thought of. In other words, taking thought, in other words, being to think about something, to, 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 to really be concerned about something, to think deeply about something. The Bible says don't think deeply about these issues. Because when you do that, you are going to be overly anxious. And when you are overly anxious, you are going to be stressed. And when you're stressed, you're going to be sick. And when you get sick, you're going to die. <laughs> so the Bible says, don't, don't, don't worry. Don't be overly anxious. Now, taking thought is exactly the same word that was used in, 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 in Shakespeare's Caesar, uh, where, where, where there's a line that, that says, uh, take thought and die for Caesar. Take thought and die for Caesar. In other words, think deeply about Caesar and what you're going to do for him. The Bible says here, take no thought. In other words, do the opposite of that. Take no thought of that. When Saul um, had lost the, 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 the donkeys and, and his father has sent them to look for donkeys, he gets to a, a point where he says to the guy he's traveling with, and he says, hey, let us go back home, lest my father stops worrying about donkeys and take thought of us. Lest my father stops worrying about donkeys and takes thought of us. In other words, he starts thinking and be concerned and starts worrying about us. Take no thought of your life. Take no thought of your life. Now, Jesus, in his teaching, uh, in chapter 6, he says there are five things that are going to make you worry. There are five things that are going to make you worry. And I want you not to worry about them. These five things are what humanity worries about. 
this is what everybody else is worried about. But in my kingdom, these are the things I don't want you to worry about. The first thing that Jesus says we should not worry about, and there's five of them. The first one, he says, we should not worry about what we're going to eat. We must work for what we're going to eat. We must plan for what we're going to eat. But we must not worry about it. The second thing he says, we must not worry about what we're going to wear. The third thing he says, we must not worry about our bodies. The fourth thing he says, he says, we must not worry about tomorrow. The fifth thing he says, we should not worry about money. Because when we do that, we are not going to take heed of what God says. We're going to worry more about money. He says, when we worry about money, we're going to save money and not save God. First thing, to repeat, he says, we must not worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, our bodies, tomorrow, and mammon. In other words, we must not worry about the five F's, which is food, fashion, fitness, the future, and our finances. In the kingdom of God, these are not a worry. In the kingdom of God, these should not make us overly anxious. In the kingdom of God, these five things must not stress us. In the world, these five things are a source of stress. Everybody goes up and down to try and secure these five things. In the kingdom of God, Jesus says we must not be overly concerned about them. Why? The reason why he says that, and he says, think about it. Think about the priority of things. He says, <laughs> don't worry about food. Isn't life more important than food? Don't worry about food. Isn't life more important than food? In other words, you need food because you are alive. Okay? He says, don't worry about what you are going to wear. Isn't your body more important than your clothes? He basically says, you need clothes because you have a body. Without a body, there is no need for clothes. Without a life, there is no need for food. So he's basically saying, if God has already given you food, sorry, if God has already given you life, if God has already given you a body, wouldn't he take care of the food and the clothes? Because the food and the clothes comes after life and the body. The food and the clothes are required because there's already is life and the body. Fascinating. He says, don't worry about the body. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Why? Because you already have today. Don't worry about tomorrow because there is so much to do today. Don't worry about tomorrow because today is already a gift. Don't worry about tomorrow if you have not thanked the Lord for today. If you have not appreciated somebody today. If you have not prayed for somebody today. What's there to worry about tomorrow? He says you already have today. 
He says, don't worry about mammon. Don't worry about money. Because the moment you do that, you will substitute God for money. The moment you start worrying about money, you are substituting God for money. The moment you start worrying about whether you're going to get money tomorrow, you are saying God will not exist tomorrow. And therefore, if you have money for tomorrow, you'll be all right. And I'm here to tell you today that God exists today. God existed yesterday. God will be there tomorrow. So, so be grateful for today. Be grateful for God that you already have. So, he's also teaching us about the importance of gratitude, the importance of knowing what you already have. And that which you already have is more, much, much more important than what you are worried about. Praise the Lord. So, why is that important? First, of course, as I said, is that we already have what only God can give. So we shouldn't worry about these five things because we already enjoy that which only God can give. We already have life that only God can give. We already have health that only God can give. We already have time that only God can give. So my brothers and my sisters, don't worry about these five things because you already have three things that are much more important that only God can give. If you lose these three things, there is no need for the five things that you are worried about. If you lose your life, if you lose your health, if you lose time, These five things that you are worrying about, that we worry about, can never substitute these things. So number one, Basalan, we already have what is important, that which only God can give. Number two, we should not be overly concerned because anxiety divides and distracts. Anxiety divides and distracts. I mean, Paul, I mean, Saul puts it very nicely. He says, let us go back home because the, the longer we linger here, my father's attention is going to be divided. It's going to be divided over the donkeys and us. So, and we don't want my father to take thought of us. He sent us on an assignment for donkeys, but it's getting too late now. Let's go back home so that our father is concerned about only one thing, so, so that his concern is not divided. Anxiety, Basalwani, divides and distracts. The moment you are anxious about something, your focus, your attention, your priorities have already been divided between what is important and that which you are anxious about. I can tell you now, I can guarantee you, the moment you are anxious, you have already divided yourself. Your life is divided. Your focus is divided. You now are not so clear what is important and what's not so important. You are spending time chasing what's important and what's not so important. 
anxiety is just not good in the kingdom. So number one, Bazalani, is because we already have what we need and that which God can only give. Number two is that anxiety divides and distracts. So if we are obeying God and serving God with a singleness of heart, we will be superior to these five things. So we will be superior ourselves. Our lives will be much more superior over these five things. And these five things begin to serve us and not us serving them. We become over and above these five things. But that can only happen when we are not anxious and when we are not divided, when our spirits, our souls, our focus, our prayer, our, our, our attention is singularly focused on him and him alone. The third and final uh, thought I want to leave you about is that you should not be worried. You should not be overly conscious, uh, anxious about anything because the general cause of nature is in favor of God's people. Now, that is why Jesus is comparing the fowls of the air. Okay. He says they, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't do anything, but your Father in heaven feeds them. And they don't work for the food. But your father in heaven feeds them. He says, look at the plants. Your father in heaven takes care of them. He says, behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not better than them? Are ye not better than them? In other words, the course of nature, where the universe is going, favors man over the fowls, over the grass, over the plants. The, the universe and the course of nature was designed to favor man. That is why God empowered man in the Garden of Eden and blessed him and he says, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. So, so God is not going to look after the fish of the sea. God is not going to look after the plants. God is not going to look after the fowls and leave man desperate. This is what Jesus is teaching us here. He says, to the extent that God is busy with nature, I want you to know an important and internal truth. That to the extent that God is busy taking care of nature, he's going to take care of you many times over. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. Let's stay focused on God. Let's keep our minds stayed on him. Let us not be distracted by the worries and the cares of the world. They will be there. You will switch on your television set. The headlines will be Corona. But please, please, please keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Please don't be anxious of anything. Please be assured that don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is worrying about itself. 
Be grateful that you have today. Thank God for today. Worship God for today. Pray today. Call a friend today. Call a relative today. Stretch yourself for somebody else today. Do something for your neighbor today. In the name of Jesus Christ, and God will bless you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the lessons in your word. We thank Heavenly Father that your word is true. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.